Crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show episode 185. I'm coming uh, from uh, Santorini right now. Yeah. What's going on, TJ? Mate, congratulations. Um, for being I'm in Santorini. <laughs> no, congratulations, mate. I'm coming to you from St Kilda. No, congratulations truly for 180 apps. It's a it's a nice round yeah. number. Did I say 180 or did I just say 185? I, I can't remember. Did I say 180? It's very early for me around? and late for you, but either way, yeah. it is episode yeah. 180. and 180. It's a milestone. We're, we're so close yeah. to 200. And I, I said to you last week, Imagine if this is the the week that undoes us. Not ever. It's not even yeah. a word. But well, what you should be you shouldn't be congratulating me for my location. Just like we've discussed, how you feel a bit weird when people. I don't know if we spoke about it on the show, but people congratulating you for being in the newspaper. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> or, or for having a viral a video go semi-viral. It's yeah. um yeah. It feels weird getting yeah, I, congratulated I, I, on that. I, stuff. I don't think I should be uh, congratulated from where I am, but I should be congratulated on finding internet right now that works. Yeah, how, so we'll, how um, did you do it? <laughs> oh, we, well, we just got a four G uh, SIM card, so I'm we, just running off that, and I'm having to use my phone to speak to you rather than the computer. Oh, well, it sounds good, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean you're on you're you're on a small island, and. Um, mm. And it's pre- yeah, it's pretty far away from me right now. Fuck, I love technology. Jeez, what's the latest on the uh, on your Seven Eleven? Oh, um, it's blown up. It it, it went viral on LinkedIn. <laughs> it, 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 all that says is just there's a bunch of coffee fiends who are um, overworked yeah. <laughs> and f- or just time wasters. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few people make some videos in like response. One guy, poor guy, really? I actually just don't want to give it any oxygen. This one guy was like, um, uh, so this I saw this guy make a video and I'm uh, going to debunk it or something like this. He's like, um, <laughs> he made a video about how a $2 fits into the $1. Uh, I, like, I'm so tempted to write, dude, you, did you even watch my video? Because the main point... You should actually tell him, do you know what you should do? You should say, an iPhone will fit in your ass if you try and see if he'll try and debunk it. <laughs> oh, so he kind of just points out that, I, I mean, it was like, if you watch the video, the main purpose is a $3 fits in the $2, not the $2 fits in the $1. That was just like a little side thing. <laughs> and so he goes and yeah. debunks this $2 fitting into the $1. <laughs> cool, good work, good work, bro. What what was his ind- what was the industry that he was working in? I, I you know what I don't I'm apprehensive of going onto these people's profiles. He had some like yeah weird status. Um, it didn't say his job title, but I didn't want to go on because it will tell him that I've been on his profile and I'll seem like a a big creep. He's probably listening to the podcast. Shout I out! I have bro. all mine. I have it um, hidden so people I, people can't see when I you've got locked look down. at their profile. Yeah. yeah. Well, he yeah. So this is the he. This is the name of the video. So Tommy Jacket thinks Seven Eleven are scamming him. This video reply points out the flawed logic that led to his outrage. Pretty sure he hasn't watched my video because he then <laughs> tagged the project in it and said, "The project? Did you not even bother to try this?" It's, Maybe I'll jump on there pretending to be his boss and saying, "Hey, Darren, you did this within business hours. Don't bother coming in on Monday." <laughs> <laughs> No, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's, 
yeah, the internet's well, interesting. Product productive with Benko board, some weird job title. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Maybe he's one of those. A Benko board. It sounds like there's a whole industry of people who. I don't think this is what it is, but when I heard that title, yeah, sounds like the people that go to conferences and draw. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but it, no, they they have like a big. It's not whiteboards; they're big pieces of card, and they'll do like these um, graphics, like sort of illustrations as the um, speakers are talking. Yeah, and then at the end, people can come up and take photos, like a live infographic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, James said to shout out to James for getting us, um, getting Josh. Uh, onto Reddit and Josh becoming the most annoying person on earth while he's on <laughs> a holiday on a tropical island. Um, you've ruined yeah, his holiday, I, James. The, <laughs> the, the funny thing is that your I love your resp- your pushback that you've been giving to Reddit and my relentlessness in keeping keeping on bringing it up yeah. is one of my favourite things. Just them <laughs> being like, "How's you know when should we do the uh, episode t- tomorrow? Oh, how about this time?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, Reddit's great too." <laughs> And what did I write back to you? I said, well, Santorini's even better. (laughs) No, well, the funny thing is you point to Strat, mate, you're like, looking forward to get a strategy in place on this one, (laughs) which is like, hold your fucking horses. But the the Reddit is taking off. Our, the subreddit, even though I'm one of the only people posting, but we've had a couple of, there is a couple of um, posters. It's great. It is good. James also said to me uh, just around, um, this uh, and I interested to hear your thoughts uh, around the Seven Eleven thing, and this is maybe the third kind of thing that's gone a bit nuts for me. Um, but he said, "How you many had the thousand steps? Yeah, yeah O bike. Yeah, and now Seven Eleven. Um, it was it was a rhetorical question. Someone he said, "How many of these do you need to do before you realise it's not luck?'" But if I if we take that away and and it's not based on my experiences, but it's like proving to yourself mm-hmm. that you can actually do something in anything you do. It's like at what point do you become convinced internally that you're either actually good at something or you're capable of it? It's I think it's a weird yeah. thing, like gaining confidence in something you're doing. Has it cha- having three wins? Has it changed your perspective? Of the whole sort of genre, the style of video? Oh, I th- so my perspective is that it's not that hard to do. To do. Like it's mm. I've, it's been one a year, but I haven't actually tried hard to do what I've done three years in a row. Um, well, you've always known when it was going to take off. Like before 7-Eleven, you were ramping up. You, you were ready for being you know having it appear in mainstream media and shit like yeah, that yeah yeah and and any of these ideas that have done well except for the um 1000 steps one cuz you went around then we um we weren't hanging out mm. then but i like i i totally it's like i i see something happening and i kind of have this feeling about it and it's worked. And so it's like maybe I'm convinced that I know that I'll, when I have that feeling, I'll be able to see it. But you could totally reverse engineer this stuff if that's what you want. It's not mm. exactly what I want. Um, well, it's. I think that it, the risk of it is is that it could potentially be similar to, say, you, the YouTube algorithm. So, you know, I, I had my 
digital minimalism video that did well. And then yeah. I was like, oh, now if I create one that's on this, I know that I'm going to get X amount of views. Yeah. And then you can start, like I remember I was strategizing of like if I did a series on how to podcast and yeah. I timed them around this, like, and I don't know, I think that the the balance there is to keep creating stuff that you you love and that you're interested in. Mm. And so the, cause the reality is if you want to get into the news, you could do like that wacko dude. Remember who would go to Oz open and did the, the Grand Prix? Yeah. The no? crazy dude with long hair years and years ago. What it would have been the early two thousands. He was known as like the public pest oh, yeah. and he would like, he jumped out on the track. So it's like, there's lots of ways <laughs> to get on in the media yeah. or you know, spoken about, but it's finding the interesting and quirky angles, right? Yeah, I, I guess what I like about this is some, it's something that I actually was interested in uh, for, for quite a while. And so same with the other stuff, but you get yeah. each time you get another shot positioning yourself as, um, as somebody. So at least they refer to me as filmmaker and I'm, <laughs> I'm doing the thing that I actually love doing. And so it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how people react to these things and, and how it pushes people's buttons. And I don't think – I'm not in it, in the game of just wanting to push people's buttons nonstop, but I am in the, you know, the, the game of making impact with what we're creating. So it will be interesting to take some of these and go, what's something really super meaningful to, appro- to apply yeah. this to? And it might get half – half the engagement, but it'll be much more impact and, and life-changing for somebody. I don't know. I think that I would potentially get gun-shy on doing – like if I was doing – if I was the – specifically the Seven Eleven one, you have to be ready for a little bit of criticism and people, people mm. having a go. Was it what you expected? Um. You know the thing, it's like flying so fast. I act, There's actually some good points that people make out. And then I, my mm. approach is, come on, guys, this is fucking pretty light. Like this is, I, <laughs> you can clearly see I'm not that fucking serious about all of this. Yeah. And That's the difference, like, isn't it? It's yeah. the vibe that you're bringing to it. Yeah. This Because people bring this like serious vibe and I'm like, oh, all right, mate. Get like out of Darren here. on LinkedIn. Yeah, Darren on LinkedIn. <laughs> so it's it's been an interesting op, but I, re- I can't wait to the one that we, something that we do. We'll get another one next year for yeah. sure, um, you and yeah. I, and and hopefully you'll be sitting there next to me on the project. It'll be a bit more fun. So what's been the weirdest interaction that you've had from the success of the video? Nah, nothing that weird. Oh, oh actually, I told you, I, I read it out, that guy... Who worked? Yeah, you told me about the Seven Eleven guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was, who was abusing me? But um, I, yeah, no I have idea. actually. Got, I went in this morning. I was like, "Fuck! I hope this guy doesn't see me as some recognize sort of, you. Recognize me as someone who hates Seven Eleven." But then again, I am a regular <laughs> customer, so he's probably he can't quite get it. He's like, "That guy looks so much like that guy who was trying to take us down, but he's here every day, so I don't quite get it." <laughs> um, <laughs> the um. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's fun. I think it's good. Like, it's good to have that creative. Um, like, it's you're flexing a muscle. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I mean, you, look, you're, at, you're you're coming up with an idea and then building it around it. Yeah, and I was talking to Amy yesterday, and I, I don't like just banging on about Seven Eleven with you, or you know, for making it feel like this is a Seven Eleven show. But from an However. ideas, from, yeah, from an <laughs> ideas perspective. 
I, yeah. I let that idea settle and I didn't act on it in a long time. And you could look at it as A, I was lazy or B, I just internally didn't feel that it was the right time. And I was watching a video of me sitting in my office back in um, almost a year ago. It was like the uh, 11th month of the year. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the camera about Seven Eleven and the coffee stuff. Yeah. And so it's like that's nearly 12 months that I didn't act on it. But within the 12 months, it's bubbled away and become so much bigger than it was. And so I act on it when now. When does the rabbit hole video come out? Yeah, I've got to work on that this week. I want to get it done before I come overseas. Got- so basically for people who don't know, you sort of, you typically do one video, which is the... The what would you call it? It's the it's the one that sparks the interest, yeah. And then you follow it up with a narrative, and because you've got a bunch of footage, like you and I captured some stuff of you try getting me to you know test the Seven yeah. Eleven coffee. You've got all these different bits, yeah. So I build out like segments, and I string them together with the narrative is is essentially, and and those segments can do well on their own, which is actually. I, you know what, I, I actually didn't, I, I um, stumbled across that kind of approach with the O-Bike one. I made that yeah. one, you, I made that O-Bike one and showed you, you're like, yeah, great, fucking put that out. And then it blew up and then the other one sort of is, you but I'm more proud of the other one. Of the yeah, I'm proud of yeah. the longer ones because it has, it, they're harder and it takes uh, more time to sort of craft the story within it because they are longer. So they're not just like little bites that you see on a radio yeah. station website. But um, yeah, but it's interesting. So what in terms of like letting an idea sit, what do you think? Is, is there... Yeah, I think that probably... I probably think that most people let ideas sit for too long. I think yeah. that more people have a sitting problem than they do an executing too much problem. And I think that probably if you had done the video six months ago, you probably would have had a similar response. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's all a timing thing. Like you felt like it was right, so it was right. And so I think that um, if you actually worked out, if you combined the thinking time and then worked out what it actually required of you, you wouldn't have had to do nearly as much thinking time in as what you actually did. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny though, because when you actually do win <laughs> in on yeah. something you have been sitting on for a long time, where you go, the idea was strong the whole entire time, or is it yeah. the timing of it that was, that made it stronger? And so you don't know. It's like James's question, yeah. how many of these do you need to do before you, you, you realize that it's not just luck? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ryan John is a good example of someone who, who does that collective noun who I've mentioned. It's There is a, not a formula, but there is a, a approach to looking at the content you're creating. Yeah. And it's about leading with who is the audience. I think that if we look at O-Bike, we look at 7-Eleven, the reason why that's done really well you know, those, those videos is because there's already a connected audience that are going to be interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I have that issue and it's, and it's, it's just in my head and it's around not liking to sort of, um, be dictated 
or not liking to dictate my content based around that, which is, is probably yeah. just my pushback. It's like when you were strategizing away. Matt D. Villa even mm. talks about it on his podcast about he doesn't like, you know, playing to that alg- algorithm. But, um, you know. I think some- that it, it, it serves a purpose. I think yeah. that it's um, the I guess the answer is the algorithm isn't the audience, but unfortunately the audience is sometimes dictated by the algorithm. Mm, so I, like I think that it's become it's become a part of the uh, equation. So, you know, like if if everyone is watching and even, um, you know, Seth Godin has spoken about this, he's been really stubborn about things mm. and said, I'm never going to do this because this isn't what I do. And there's, and he's missed out on a lot of opportunities mm. because of that. And um, so I think that it's sometimes worthwhile realising whether you're wrong or the market's wrong. Yeah. And um, be, because there's a bunch of – it's like with the podcasting thing. I could have – there's – and I've spoken about so much about podcasting and sort of feeling like it's it feels too late and – and Rob Ward uh, from Quadlock would be um, probably punching his steering wheel right now because he's already told me off about talking about it. But um, the, yeah, like it's, you can't let that get in the way. You can't let, I think that if you s- start playing into, well, I'm not going to listen to what the audience wants, I think that you you risk allowing your ego to get in the way. Yeah. I think it's good to have an, uh, an external person. So for instance, I would like um, for you when you get back to be kind of throwing these things out that you're seeing and, and and it's like the ones I might, and I won't do all of them, but it's like the ones that actually catch my interest. Cause that's, I think what needs to be for my kind of style of filmmaking. I need a real fascination and interest in the topic (laughs) to actually pursue it. Yeah. But if there's someone like you who's, who is really, great at being strategic and and seeing the trends and looking on these sort of sites where you can see the keywords that are being searched it's like i actually like that idea of someone going what if what about this hey check out this yeah it's like okay i think there's the opportunity to have more cracks at it right yeah like rather than it being something that you you know do once a year i could imagine you and i doing every single month having a video that has that sort of interest yeah yeah, I agree. It's exciting. Look at Christian Hull. Look at what Christian Hull does with his, um, you know, sort of uh, focusing on categories. So it's, you yeah. know, like people, it's that sort of like, you know, shit nurses say type content. Like he's done yeah. over a dozen of those now and they all do tremendously well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll but tell you at what. the same time, I'm sure if you ask him, he probably says that that's not the only content that he wants to, like if he had to just create that content and nothing else, he'd probably be bored out of his brain. Yeah, yeah. I think you do certain things, like for instance, the like I was saying, the rabbit hole one, like the longer story, is the one that actually fulfills me more than the small bite size thing that goes viral. Yeah. And it's because that's where it's like, it, that's me flexing, because I find them hard. I find it like challenging. The sh- smaller bits are easy. I can pump, I pump that out in like an hour, you know, an hour and a half of editing. And so it's a different type of storytelling as yeah. well, right? It's like the difference between a very simple idea, like what the project wants to communicate 
or what uh, news.com.au want to talk about. And if you look at what, um, you know, the Herald Sun article and that original video from like the year prior or whatever, it was such a basic video. Mm. So that's the interesting part of it too, is that like you can bring that other element to it. Yeah. Which is, you know, an extended production. Yeah. Yeah. Without it being too hard. Because it's what we Talking about production... Um, I've, I've gone down a rabbit hole. I've posted it on our. Um, All right, mate. Is it going to get on? Is it going to get on the um, project? That's uh, <laughs> no, not going. It, no, it's purely. It's it's no. It's not production on my on my side of things. It's me consuming older content. Aussie TV. Bree and I. Um, before you and I got on this call, we thought we'd see what's been uh, happening on Australian TV, and we went to the Ten Play website oh yeah and i saw that uh changing rooms is coming back <laughs> what was it that's what is it just like you renovate people renovating each other's rooms or yeah mates renovate each other's rooms or whatever and it's a lot of times it ends in disaster yeah but darren um, darren's installed a stripper pole in the middle of brian's room <laughs> okay. mate i've got a girlfriend exactly. she's gonna be what is this <laughs> <laughs> exactly and she's not a stripper. Yeah. Um, the but <laughs> who might be able to use it? Remember Susie Wilkes? <laughs> that was a yeah. bad transition. Um, I w- I was really excited by the idea that Susie Wilkes. I was as a kid. No, I was years, a massive fan. Ten years Ieda. No, mate. You're thinking of Who Dares Wins. Yeah, that's. I'm thinking. Oh, sorry. I have opened up the nostalgia alert. Yeah, yeah, you you fucked it. There's there's two there's two different um, articles I've posted. Okay. One's is for changing rooms. One's is for Susie Wilkes. Yes, yes, I Susie, remember Susie Wilkes. Wilkes. I was upset when I was a kid. I remember my cousin worked with her. My cousin worked at Double TFM, the radio station. Oh yeah, and she was friends with Susie. I remember she knew for a fact that she'd had a boob job, and I thought that was a, as a ten year old, I was like. <laughs> Blown away by this uh, this fact, you, and, and you, so you, changing rooms became, became my favourite show. <laughs> That's a classic. You had no idea what even a boob job. Entailed. Yeah, I didn't know what was. Really, I didn't but even know what was going going on. You, but, you um, heard no, there was a bit of hype. Susie's it. not doing it. Yeah, exactly. I got behind the hype, but no, the the new um, host is going to be uh, Natalie Bassingthwaite. Ah, interesting. I mean, you've got to do something after a music career. Um, I think that's what happens. You know, the th- the thing about TV in Australia is like they just recycle everybody who's previously done something there. They just it, why they just, can't they bring back Mike Whitney and Tanya Zayeta then, mate? I'd be happy with that. For, like, Who dares wins? If have you seen like everyone's got to go to reddit.com forward slash r forward slash the daily talk show. I'm going to yeah. add eventually a link from the daily talk show.com, but until then you're going to just have to, have to find it. Anyway, there's a, um, a video that I posted, which is an episode from who dares wins. Oh, yes. And the, the, like how animated the presenters were like Mike <laughs> Whitney and just how he was like, this is, this is actually original Tommy Jacket. Like you've had yeah. a shift in the last four years yeah. of being excitable. Hey, it's Tommy Jacket here. We're out on the streets to something a little bit more sort of mellow. Yeah. You yeah. would you were actually primed for nineties TV presenting. <laughs> I know because I used to go and do training, uh, present TV presenting courses, and 
there's still TV presenting courses around. Pity that there's no TV presenting roles actually going. (laughs) And so you're training for something that isn't existent. It should be YouTube classes now. Yeah, where you actually <laughs> learn how to talk to a camera like a human and edit your own videos and tell stories. So it's like I actually spent thousands of dollars learning how to be Jules Lund. But then, no what one, were some of the tips? Like, what give us an insight into what it takes to be a presenter? Um, what were some of the things you'd do? Smile into the shot, which I use some of these now because they are kind of good skills. How do you smile into the shot? Oh, so you're like, you know, three, two, stop counting and smile. And then go, so it's like you know. Oh, so you okay. just you smile you, into it. So just as you're about to start, you get yeah. it going. It's like, you know what it is. It's about knowing the energy. And if you're at a funeral and yeah. you're presenting live from a funeral, don't do that. <laughs> but it's don't like, smile into the shot. <laughs> don't smile into the shot. But at least know the energy that you're bringing to the shot as soon as you know the camera is rolling. Um, that was one of them. What else? What else? Um, oh. What else is there? I mean, I learned most of my stuff from radio because half the time it's like, it's like, you know, the practice is what made me be able to, it's like I'm thinking ahead of what I'm actually saying. And so combining those two where you you actually can connect your words to something that, and be in the moment. And that came from radio, talking a lot. Um, But there was nothing much that they actually taught other than sort of smiling and bringing the energy. Um, Do you think we try and apply too much sort of forethought to these types of things or apply like, oh, yeah, this is a strategy? Mm. Like when it comes to, say, people like Eddie Maguire, who is, you know, a Melbourne personality who there's all these myths about these types of people of like, yeah, they just – you know, if you, they'll remember your name for, you know, five years and they'll be able to do this and that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, like, are these just myths that have just eventually made it their way or do you think it's actually a required thing to be a good presenter? Nah. I think these successful people have been asked these so they've tried to break down what they do and these are some of the things yeah. that they might do but they come so naturally. So there is a fine line mm-hmm. between the period of time that you're an amateur to actually becoming successful or, you know, I guess landing a few roles or whatever it be, but then those things will be weeded out by then and you, you'll just be doing you because that's the only way you can yeah. survive is when you're doing you. And so, like, if I think about what I, what I do, I can't like, and I'm, you know, not looking at myself as some successful person. But imagine me trying to tell people, it's like, yeah, you know, like, um, speak to everybody, like, show interest in, lo- you know, lots of people. And it's like, imagine trying to tell someone how to be me and then them do it for them. Yeah. It's not going to work. So you can, and you might take some little elements like the name thing. I mean, the name thing isn't going to get you, isn't going to be the thing that makes you successful. Like remembering yeah. someone's name. It's a, There's plenty of celebrities I mean, that could give be, a fuck about anybody and they don't care about your name yeah, and they're talented. done pretty well. Yeah, they've yeah. done really well. I think yeah. that there's some keystone habits, I guess, that yes. can help. Yeah. There's a book that I read called um, uh, Never Eat Alone and um, that one's a hard one. It sort of suggests this idea that every lunch should basically be like a meeting 
It's like All right, mate. always have. Like, isn't that that's pretty full on? It's it's really full on. It's um that guy's it's got like separation anxiety. Read, yeah, it's like people who have read How to Win Friends and Influence People. You know that they've read it because they ask you lots of questions. Yeah, but it's yeah. almost a bit manic. Like they can't tell you anything about them, and they're just sort of they're treating you like you're a, a psychology patient. Yeah. Yeah, and I think some, I think for some people they need to go through that, and it's a way for them to learn, and and fail and learn and fail, to to find their feet and find their unique voice. I know I've done stuff in the past that have probably been like, oh, it's a bit cringe, and it's not what yeah. I do now. But I've kind of, I feel more, you know, in my own self and in alignment with who I really am when I'm doing like, you know, on camera and stuff than I ever have. But that's just because I'm older and I've actually just kept chipping away. You know you're a bit better. And I know myself. you are as well. And I know myself better. And so that's the annoying thing, right? I think it's like some people who just are naturally amazing at sort of being themselves on camera. And if your goal is to be a presenter or whatever it be, and it, for some people that will take years and for some it t- comes really easily and early. And so it's like for me it just didn't, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I, I just think there's such a massive difference between what's on TV now yes. and um, TV. But the thing is I actually think if you watch Who Dares Wins that I posted in our subreddit, yeah. it's so punchy. It's like a really good pace to it. And Mike Whitney's got a real good vibe. I think it's a solid show. I want to see it come back. I loved it. They used to just knock around the street yeah. just, you know, hey, mate, if you do this, I'll give you 20 bucks. All right. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone seemed did to you, be more did you Australian. Ever, did you actually see them on the street? Never. I think they're, they're probably up in Sydney a lot of the time. Yeah. Hey, I, um, where we're staying right now, we've got a, a spa and we've um, we've moved rooms uh, once, basically for the first two nights. We we're in one spot, and they said on the final night we'll move you to like the sunset oh, yeah. room, so you can see the um, the sunset better. So we thought that was cool. Maybe. But um, the the thing is that the they also said that there was a bit more privacy in this um, in this spa. Yeah, great. And so with the the spa that we we're in previously. It was sort of, um, it was lit up and it felt like people could sort of sit, we were sort of up atop on a roof, but it felt like people could sort of see down onto us. Yeah. So we, um, you know, we're sort of a bit conscious of that. But tonight we noticed that our spa doesn't have a light. Ooh, I love so it was like, it felt like it was a little bit more private. So Brie somehow, she, she went in naked and then I was going in with my undies and she said, told me to stop being a pussy and to yeah. uh, take my undies off. So I did. And then as I got in, it was all fine. And then like two minutes later, the, all the lights come on and it turns <laughs> out that we did in fact have a light, but it was just all on a timer. Classic. <laughs> and so... It was it was a little bit of a um, we had to make sure the bubble we had to quickly to press the eject <laughs> button which was the um, the bubble button yeah. just to avoid um, offending anyone. That's a classic. And before we started this podcast, you said that you could hear somebody next door. Is that what you said? 
Yeah, I think we could hear, mate. It's um, I think it's probably a bit of a sort of a honeymoon spot. Yeah, I think we heard mate, people having mate, sex. Have you have you searched Santorini online? It's pretty much all it is, <laughs> bogans and yeah, honeymooners. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? There's a lot of Americans. Yeah, you speaking of bogans. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I put up on the our uh, subreddit. <laughs> there we go again. It's called behind the scenes. Of a Santorini sunset photo. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah, I did see that, and I and I've experienced it, mate. People are clapping as the sun goes down. Did you hear that? Yeah, but you sort of the way that you sold it in was it was this sort of like oh yeah, like people are applauding. It sounds like this really beautiful thing. I had this like I was walking back, uh, going out of the crowds, and I had this lady. Um, like who would have been probably in her 70s, elbowing me in the back. Oh, yeah. And so she was actually elbowing someone behind me and that lady cracked it and she said something like, um, yeah, she said, you can go in front. Like that's not acceptable. Um, she was basically making a bit of a cultural sort of reference saying like, yeah. I don't know where you're from, but this is an acceptable type of thing. And so the lady went ahead. But I just... Um, stood my ground and ended up like she was just like pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. And I was just sort of like standing there. Where was she as, trying as to get we're to? walking along. No, well, every, the thing is the crowd, like it was a huge crowd wow. and people just on holidays are fucking un- impatient. Mm. And so <clears> she was literally just trying to get ahead of everyone else, even though everyone yeah. was going in the same direction. And in Greece, in Sandrini, in where you are, it's like just little passageways that... A, a tiny like if something went down it would be absolute pandemonium there's yeah. you know hundreds and hundreds of people just going through these little passages. well you ways. look at the video that i posted oh, yeah, and it's yeah. just like you the the photos that you see even the photos you see that brie i haven't been posting that much but if you see on brie's um instagram it's just you see these picturesque shots and um you just don't see many people but the video that i posted actually shows you how crazy it gets. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. People get to these spots like an hour before to wait to be able to have the prime spot to watch the sunset. It's such a weird thing. But do you like, do you enjoy, like for me, I I get a little bit, you know, um, I don't know the right word. I, I definitely, it ruins the vibe a bit for me. I think I take yeah. that shit on a bit more than what you do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all in the experience. We were um, staying maybe 15 minutes away from where you are in Santorini and we we drove down there on our um, quad bike and parked, got this awesome rock star spot, went and had dinner and then watched the sunrise and then, sorry, sunset. Sunset. Then we jumped back onto our bike after the hellish trying to get out of the little corridors and and we... Rode back to Thera, Fira, sorry, and it was mm-hmm. the most unbelievable moon. The light from the moon, this full moon, was crazy. It just like lit up the whole entire sky. We saw it coming up. So it's like this, you know, for me, it's like the journey. Everything was, everything else was annoying about it, but I remember some really good yeah. bits. And so for people on holidays, there is. So a, I'm an arsehole. Well, I think at the moment you're feeling and you're sort of analysing and you're coming to me, talking to me about something, which is what I probably would if I was 
if I was reflecting in the moment on what was well, going on. But now I just back, think that like maybe do you think there is a a risk in not a risk, but I just think that say that I worry about painting pictures of perfection everywhere I yeah. go. Like I think like because I see it and I can definitely paint it that way and it's like it there is there is a level of you know, having gratitude which is mm. really you know important in life but do you think that there's potentially a risk in for all the people who can't have that opportunity to go and travel that there's this perception that it's this you know this picturesque thing that's re- where there is like there is a bit of a dark side of people show like I was just like deconstructing some of the people where it was like there was uh, there was some people on a um, sort of a bedding that that, that sort of um, they would have had an Airbnb that would have cost you know ten grand a night or whatever, <laughs> and they had this amazing view. Mm. And um, what was that, Breezy? It was a hotel. Uh, so they, they would have been spending a lot of money to to be there. And um, the there was a girl in her robe on the roof with champagne. And I was like deconstructing it, which was like she had the same sort of spot that we had. Yeah. But we're like we're off in the sort of the public area. And I was like, this is like real cynical of me. But I'm like, she's wearing a robe because she's taking heaps of photos because she needs to show on her Instagram account that she was in a private area (laughs) where she had access to this, where she could wear her robe. And that was almost the only thing that she had on every other person who had like arrived on a bus or something like that. She probably just thinks it looks good. I I mean, there are people who are super like overthinking this stuff, but then I've got a friend who's yeah. just like, he's cheeky, he's um, flamboyant and he just like, you know, f- does those kind of photos and loves it and just loves, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, yeah, just enjoys I think you've got a good perspective a on it. I think I get I do get very cynical. I mean there's things. if I you were to look at going this is sad like this person maybe f- has r- real self-esteem issues like you can go real dark with it and I'm sure there is. Yeah. But there's a lot of people like there's a lot of people you know for me it's like that bathtub photo of Bodie and I like we f- totally manufactured that because there was a if you look on my Instagram they're just trying to get a few likes up here Joshy. Um we, there's a bathtub with this most amazing view at this house and Bodie and Amy and I are in the bathtub and we, the bathtub wasn't there when we got there, but I was like, this is fun. This is an amazing photo. This will be memorable. And, and so I don't know, maybe that's what people are like. They just see this as like a moment, but then there is the dark side. Just depends on how. Yeah. How deep and the thing go. is that I'm wary that I, um, I, I feel like my inclination is to actually paint like I have all these positive experiences, but I almost don't want to just lead with that because I feel like it sets this sort of unattainable bullshit sort of existence. But um, I feel like sometimes it can come across as ungrateful. So to be yeah. clear, <laughs> I'm having a fucking great time. Yeah, good. Just good. people piss me off sometimes. And when you say having a great time, you mean having a great time on Reddit. On Reddit. It's fucking great. <laughs> Subreddit. It's reddit.com forward slash r forward slash the daily talk show yes we've already had um uh, we had one from i think it was was it paul who sent us the um was talking about him being um 
underground and working underground. There's heaps of interesting information around that. Yeah, yeah, I, I got into that this morning. Having a read of that. Shout out to Paul. Um, just one last thing. It is uh, one more week until we're in New York City. Yeah, so we've got four shows, four shows remaining before we're back in the same room doing the show. So if you've hung in there over the last however many eps, thank you. Appreciate it. Shout out to you. Oh, it's Um, a Monday. And uh, did you have a word of the day? Yeah, I I had so much to get through, but we really just, it's because we haven't sort of spoken for three days that we just blurted out and got through 40 minutes of talking. So I really want to hold this. This is a good one. It's a, um, yeah, I want to hold it off for tomorrow. I think. Okay, Unless, great. Well, mine mine was mod cons. Mod Do you cons. Know what mod cons means. I could imagine um, an an older person saying, "Oh, that's got all the new mod yeah. cons." So mm. referring to what does it mean? Um, like um, mod modern cons yeah. something cons. I don't I don't know modern something modern inventions modern conveniences. Okay, modern the usual instant. Installations of modern ha- of a modern house, such as hot water or heating. So you could Ooh. say, "Oh yeah, the geez, the boat's got all the mod cons." Have you seen that? Uh, Jeff's yeah. got uh, heating in his boat. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. I mean, <laughs> you're pretty affluent you if you've got if you've got a boat and you've got heating in your boat. You're doing well. Exactly. <laughs> well, if you're going to wear a, a robe to get the photos, you need to make sure you're still a bit toasty at the same time. <laughs> It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Uh, hi at thedailytalkshow.com if you want to send an email or if you want, please join us on uh, Reddit. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a see, good one. See you guys.